This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, an apologetics podcast to help equip Christians to engage the culture through biblical, critical thinking. Hey, welcome to the podcast today. I'm Robbie, and I'm here with Tyler. Say hello, Tyler. Yep, hello, Tyler. (laughs) Nice. Hey, today we wanted to talk about Mormonism. Um, In Arizona, there are a ton of Mormons, a lot of people of the LDS faith. Uh, We have Mormon friends, um, and we've been around them a lot and had a lot of experience talking with them. And you've you've had some experiences, um, which is meeting with with Mormon missionaries, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, As a part of a mission trip that I went on back in high school and uh, that we went on, it was uh, just something that I felt like I should be engaging in more mm-hmm. uh, throughout the training. As we w- we went to Salt Lake City, Utah, to go and engage in dialogue with Mormons for a week. And what I did with some of my mission team members is we went down to the Mormon ward that's just right down the street from Desert Springs. Mm-hmm. And uh, for about like a good like six to eight month period, I'd say we had weekly meetings that we scheduled on Tuesday nights where we would just go in and we'd we dialogue with them and just uh, ask some questions and uh, pick their brains a little and just uh, see what they thought about different doctrinal uh, issues just with scripture Mm -hmm. and uh, just um, build relationships with them too as we went out and uh, just continued this ongoing dialogue throughout yeah. The process, yeah. Well, and that's a that's a good point. You said there's different doctrinal issues. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And so that's kind of a um a lot of people don't realize that. I, I even know some Christians who think, oh, like Mormonism's just another denomination of Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you would say no way. No, of course not. Yeah. I mean, uh like we we were just talking about it just with my friends and who and I who went to the ward every week and we just kind of what we do is we would ask some questions about their doctrine and kind of dissect it and see the differences and we would try and challenge them and question them on that and uh, i know that you yourself have also been uh um teaching uh classes about this in the church last Mm -hmm. semester and uh you've been also i mean you also led the missions trip that we went on uh so uh what are some of the doctrinal differences uh just for um, anyone who wants to know the true, most basic differences between Christianity and Mormonism, what would you say that those are? Well, I think when we're talking about fundamental doctrinal differences, like there's a ton, first of all, um, between Mormonism and Christianity. Yeah. But the, the most important thing to talk about is the gospel, yeah, right? Absolutely. And as Christians, we believe that because God became a man incarnate, right, in mm-hmm. Jesus— uh, he was qualified through his perfect life to die on the cross and take our penalty, our crimes against God, and and pay the penalty in his death. Yeah. And then um, after being dead for, th- for three days, he rises from the grave, um, vindicating himself. Uh, God, it's kind of God's stamp of approval on Jesus that this guy is legitimate. What he said is true. Yeah. Um, and it's it's this amazing miracle where nobody's predicted they'd come back from the dead and then come back from the dead. Yeah, absolutely. And so he's kind of drawing attention to the fact that he's a significant person. Yeah, and then what would you say to someone, who, though, who says that Mormons believe exactly that? Well, yeah, that dude, that, that's a really good question, Tyler. So... The problem becomes Mormons use the exact same terminology mm-hmm. that Christians use. We use 
Jesus, salvation, resurrection, all of these same terms, but the definitions of the terms, we don't mean the same thing at all. Uh, yeah. And so I, everything I said before, a, a, a Mormon would say, yeah, I, that's what we believe. Yeah, exactly. But then when I define what I mean by it, it's, it's drastically different. So um, when I say that Jesus <clears throat> died on the cross for my sins and, and by believing in him, trusting that he did that, I have eternal life. What I mean by it is that um, there's no works I can do. There's nothing I can mm -hmm. do to attain heaven because you have to be perfect. Jesus was perfect. He died in my place, and he took my sin on himself, but then he gives me his perfection, which qualifies me for heaven. And that, that's the only way to get there. And Scripture is clear about this, right? No one comes to the Father except through me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's salvation under no other name under heaven, right? <laughs> except Jesus. Like, that's that's the only way possible. Um, and so that that's what I think when when the, the Bible is talking about, about salvation. And now the Mormon would say, well, Jesus' death on the cross accomplished resurrection for all people, mm -hmm. and every human being who's ever lived will be raised from the dead, but there's three different levels of heaven, and to get the best uh, level of heaven, mm -hmm. uh, you have to do works. So they'd say, yes, it's by grace you're saved. But what they mean by that is uh, Hitler yeah. is saved in the sense that he'll be resurrected from the dead one day and go to the lowest level of heaven. Yeah, but absolutely. that's not what they want. They the the Mormon wants the third level, wants the highest level of heaven. They call it exaltation, and in order to get there, you have to do a whole bunch of works to qualify yourself yeah. for heaven. So there's just there's a completely different um, uh, definition of these terms. Even though we can say the same sentence and agree, we yeah, don't we don't absolutely. really agree. When, when I say Jesus. I mean the second person of the Trinity who's eternally God, mm -hmm. um, who came and became a man. What they mean by it is Jesus, who is a son of Heavenly Father, just like I'm a son and just like you're a son of Heavenly Father. Yeah, yeah. Jesus is our older brother. Um, that, that is not what I mean by that. I mean he's the eternal God, has always yeah, been. Course. Uh, part of the Trinity, he's he's not just the same type of thing. I am, um, so we we don't we don't mean the same thing by our definitions of saved, <laughs> of Jesus, of atonement, of uh, 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 resurrection, salvation. Like it's all completely different. So that that's yeah. what's important first. So I'd say the main things um, that that you need to know about is is their Jesus and and the Christian Jesus. They're different different things. Yeah. One isn't the eternal uh, second person of the Trinity. The other is our older brother. And by the way, Lucifer is also our older oh, brother. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good point. To according bring. to Mormon theology. Uh, and so um, I think that's important. The gospel, how a person's saved. They would say that you're saved by grace through faith according yeah. to general resurrection of the dead, general salvation. But if you want the best that Mormonism has to offer, you have to do a whole bunch of works, including mm -hmm. temple ceremonial work. You have to not lie. You have to obey the word of wisdom, which is the um, don't drink alcohol, coffee, yeah, use tobacco. Absolutely. Um, and so there's all these rules that you have to follow to work your way to the best level of heaven. Yeah, and then I, I even I want to mention a point on what you said too about uh, – uh, Lucifer even being the brother of Jesus in that way. Mm -hmm. uh, from that 
idea in Mormon doctrine, if you really analyze that, then Jesus is no more a god or divine than Lucifer is. No. They're at the same exact power level. Yeah, it's just that Heavenly Father liked Jesus's plan for the earth more than Lucifer's plan. Yeah, and so I think that uh, that raises a great point is that uh, clearly we believe in a completely different idea of Jesus. Yeah, and and not not just are Lucifer and Jesus of of the same type of thing. They're sons of Heavenly Father in Mormonism. Yeah. But me and you are exactly the same. Yeah, we're just like, we are essentially just like them too. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, it's... It doesn't match with what Scripture says, but there's so much deception in it because it sounds so similar. Yeah, and I think that's just Satan's way of just trying to draw people in and just uh, confuse you with these similar terms. I think so, and that's where some people are confused and saying, oh, man, this is just another denomination of Christianity. Yeah, absolutely. Where it's it's not. um, it's, it's, It's changed the core doctrines of Christianity, whether you're a Presbyterian or Lutheran or an independent Bible church or E.V. Free or Baptist or, or, you know, whatever, you believe that Jesus is God. Yeah. And that means a specific thing, right? (laughs) He's the eternal God of the Bible. You believe that the Trinity exists. Yeah. You believe that salvation is by uh, grace through faith and it's not by works, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that is the core of Christianity. And see, Mormons don't believe any of those things the way we believe them. They've redefined mm-hmm. all of those. Uh, and so so it's not Christianity. It's a, it's a completely different thing. Yeah, absolutely. And like, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, too, I know that uh, um, even today while we're recording, you actually just met up with some Mormons, and you've been regularly uh, meeting with them and dialoguing with them. Uh, so I think uh, maybe we should talk about just uh, what are some tactics that we have mm. of dialoguing with them? What are some different ways that uh, we can talk about for our listeners to uh, be able to confidently engage in dialogue mm-hmm. with them and to share now that they know that there's definitely a distinct difference in the scripture between uh, the Jesus of the Mormon church and the Jesus of Christianity. Yeah. How can we go about in love and grace communicating the truth to them? Well, I think that's the key. What you just said is that the scripture tells us that Jesus was full of grace and truth. Yeah, absolutely. Both of those things. And um, I think that sometimes we, we're nervous when we talk with people of different faiths yeah. or we're not prepared to talk with them with with good arguments. We haven't thought through our view. And so sometimes when you get into those situations, being gracious and loving and gentle and kind is hard. Yeah, <laughs> Because absolutely. we get nervous and defensive, right? Yeah. And so I think that's, that number one, that should be the key is that when I'm going into this scenario, I'm going to pray a ton. I'm gonna ask the Holy Spirit to help my character be what it needs to be to talk with them. Because if you're just harsh and you're, you're a jerk about it, they're not gonna listen to you. Yeah. Um, it, and, and it doesn't matter if you do have the truth, which which we do. Uh, if 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 the package the truth comes in is abrasive, nobody's going to hear it. Yeah. And so I think true. we need to be kind. We need to be their friend. We need to we need to take time to meet with Mormon missionaries regularly. Um, so the like you said, I, I had lunch with some of my Mormon missionary friends today, and I've been meeting with one of these guys. Uh, man, we've probably met ten. Or 12 times uh, we've mm-hmm. had lunch we've gone mountain biking we've yeah. had breakfast donuts a whole you know a whole bunch of different stuff together uh, and had some good conversations about the differences uh, I even talked to him about how we use the same terms but we definitely don't mean the same things by them uh, and my goal with it obviously the goal of 
of his lifetime is is to come to know the real Jesus. That's what I want to see. But the goal of each conversation I have with him is just to to put some truth into his mind that eats at him. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy who uh, has a great ministry in California, Stand to Reason, his name's Greg Kokel, and he says that the goal of each conversation should be about putting a pebble in their shoe, right? You just get like yeah, that little rock absolutely. in your shoe and it just annoys you. And it's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not big, but it just eats at you. So if, if you can put something in their head, a piece of truth, some scripture that continues to work, um, uh, work on their mind and, and that they think about uh, I think that's the goal of each conversation. Yeah, and so I know, absolutely. like you, you've even met with some some guys, and you've had some yeah. really great experiences, uh, or you've seen uh, methods that really work well. And then uh, both of yeah, us have obviously yeah. <laughs> seen methods we've done that don't work well. Yeah, so w- absolutely. Why don't you, Tyler? Why don't you share some of that with with our listeners? Yeah. Well, uh, um, again, I I helped uh, along with a mission team that went out to Utah. Uh, my junior high school and then while we were sitting down having a meeting with these Mormons uh, in preparation for the trip uh, it started off going really well Uh, we as soon as they came in and sat down into my house uh, we just started having uh, some really good dialogue just uh, um, they we let them go through their program their track Mm -hmm. that they teach uh, as they go door to door and then while they were teaching that we just started asking them little questions here and there just to slowly and gently bring out the truth. Like questions like, um, what do you mean by that? Uh, how mm-hmm. does scripture back that up? And just small little uh, tidbit questions like that just to get the conversation going. Yeah. And then, uh, but all the while at the same time, uh, towards the end of the conversation, one of our mission team members uh, tried to go a little more aggressively with the tactic and saying, making a statement and they weren't trying to be uh rude about it or anything like that but uh Mm -hmm. they ended up uh using the the similar terms such as like our religion is more factual based than yours we have something Mm -hmm. that which is true uh of course i mean we're we back up and support what the bible says yeah and however we can't like in an argument and in a civil discussion with another LDS member, uh, you just can't talk to them like that. You have to show them respect. And uh, even though it is the truth uh, that um, we do have the facts on our side with scripture of who the true Christ is, we still have to do so in a loving and gracious manner. And for them to hear uh, a statement like that, it can sometimes uh, damage the relationship and Mm -hmm. the way that you go about uh, meeting with them further on from there. Yeah, I think that I, I completely agree with that. I've seen that happen too, where even with Mormons or maybe even people of different beliefs. Yeah, you absolutely. Co- you come it out can of happen the gate, with anyone. Yeah, and you say Joseph Smith was a crazy human being. It's like, well, yeah, statements if like you that. Just, if you just say those types of harsh things, um, if somebody said that to me, and the God of the Bible is a hateful, genocide commanding, you know, yeah. <laughs> megalomaniac, I'm like, well, you know, I don't really want to talk to you about this. Yeah, uh, of course not. Yeah, it doesn't generate healthy discussion. Yeah, of course, and and then there's there's different ways to go about it. I mean, well, like if you wanted to integrate the idea that. Uh, Christianity is more factual based. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, rather than uh, bringing up that in in a more aggressive statement, you could take a less aggressive approach and just kind of pick at the definitions and say, "Hey, I just wanted to see because uh, what I've grown up and what I've come to find, mm-hmm. like make use statements like that and say what I've come to find is that 
Christ is a little bit different than what you're talking about. Uh, do you yeah. mind if like we can compare scripture to like see exactly what you mean? What because to me it sounds like we're talking about two different Jesuses here. Yeah. Well, and that's a great approach because instead of saying just just bluntly punching them in the face and saying we have facts on our side and you guys are wrong, you don't have anything, you can show them, hey, let's look at this. Yeah, because, absolutely. And I think as Christians sometimes we forget what the goal we're trying to do is. The goal is to bring people to Jesus. Yeah, the absolutely. The goal is not to win an argument. Yeah, of And And it's with certain groups, it's easy to win an argument because we do have facts on our side. But the goal isn't to win the argument. Yeah, the goal absolutely. is to win the people to Christ and to show them Jesus. And um, when when the Lord was here, he didn't approach things necessarily like that. He yeah, talked yeah. to people. He reasoned with people. He listened to people. Uh, and I think we, we should do the same. Now, again, yeah, with, with certain religious people, he was pretty blunt and harsh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but with a lot of people, he the tactic he took was kind, gentle, listener. And I think that that works really well, yeah. uh, especially with our LDS friends. Oh, it's a they're perfect not gonna, example. They're not going to yeah. listen to what we have to say unless we listen to what they have to say. Yeah, of course. And we wouldn't want to do the same to them. Like if an mm-hmm. LDS member came up to us uh, and they didn't want to hear anything that you had to say and all they wanted to do was just share their doctrine with you and yeah. just shove it in your face the whole time, then uh, I think that the majority of us, we, we wouldn't want to listen to that either. Yeah. And the truth of it is, most Mormon missionaries I've met with are really kind. Oh, yeah. And they listen. And well, that's that's because, again, I think that goes into doctrine. It's because they have to. Yeah, they have to be kind. Yeah. yeah that is true. They're working their way in a sense. But it's sad because uh, um, oftentimes, too, even you see that uh, they can go about these things uh, in a in a gentle way and you see that they're, they have this false sense of hope inside of them. And so mm-hmm. uh, I think it's important that we just realize that w- while we have the truth, yeah, we should be encouraging them and uh, bringing them up in dialogue in a sense of like sharing just exactly what the true Jesus is like mm-hmm. and helping them make these distinctions so that way they can realize that they're sharing truth of a false god basically not by what we were talking about of the tactic of just shoving it in their face and saying that the bible is true you Mm -hmm. are not following anything based on fact and uh, i think it's just all a matter of love just like as christ went about it so yeah i think so too and and through asking people questions it's a great method to get them to think and to understand and to articulate their view versus making statements at them we mm-hmm. ask questions that draw out their answers, and they have to think yeah, through course. their beliefs. More engaging, yeah. Yes, yeah, much more engaging. Jesus asked a ton of questions in the Gospels. Yeah. A ton of absolutely. questions. And and if there was ever a guy qualified just to make statements, it was him. Yeah. Because he, he was God. Um, but he, he, he thought it important to ask questions, so we should too. Well, I, want, I wanted to share a, a good tactic, a good uh, witnessing approach to Mormons when they come to your door that yeah, our listeners course. could could uh, do. So basically, when Mormons come to your door, um, they want to share with you about their religion. And, and the the best way they share it, um, they're, they're going to kind of share how to become a Mormon to you, right? Like if Christians mm-hmm. are, are, are doing missionary work, a lot of times we'll bring up John 3.16 because it's the gospel. It's God loved the world. He gave Jesus. And if you believe in him, you have eternal life. They do a similar uh, thing with a verse from the Book of Mormon. 
Um, yeah. And it's it's this idea about the testimony they have, uh, or sometimes it's called the burning in the bosom. It's the 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 feeling that they got that reassures them Mormonism is true. Yeah. Uh, and this yeah. is this is the verse. It's uh, Moroni ten four. It's in the Book of Mormon, and it says this. And if ye shall receive these things, I would exhort you that ye would ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true. And if ye shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And so a lot of times what they say is, hey, we're going to give you a Book of Mormon, or you can get the app and get the Book of Mormon yeah, on it. Yeah, absolutely. Read it. And after you read it, pray and ask God if it's true, and he'll send a, a feeling, a testimony, yeah. a burning in the bosom to you to confirm that it's true. That's what they're saying Moroni 10.4 uh, tells us. Yeah, absolutely. And they'll, they'll share this pretty much every time. Like this is the go-to mm-hmm. evangelism. Yeah, they, they shared that with me multiple times. Yeah, yeah. multiple times. Um, and and so, so when they do share that with us, I think, I think what we should ask them is um, – are you telling me that, um, and again, ask a question, not make a statement. Are you saying that if I pray about it, I'll get an internal feeling that this is true? And they'll say, yes, that's exactly what I mean. That's what we both have had. We, we feel that it's true. Um, and I like to ask them, well, what would you say about a Muslim who's read the Quran and prayed about it? And that they and believe it feels true. that yeah. that's true, right? And and Mormons don't believe that they don't. They're not universalists. They don't believe yeah. that everybody's right or everyone's going to heaven. Um, so they'll say, well, the, well, the the Muslim is wrong. Yeah. Even if they had a feeling, they're wrong. And so then you'd ask, well, how do you know that your feeling is mm-hmm. the correct feeling? Yeah, because there's no way to base that off of anything. No, it's really subjective. Yeah. Right. A, a Christian could say it. A Buddhist could say it. Anybody can say that. And so I do like to ask that after they share this, they say, well, how, how do you know that your feelings are valid? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like to ask them to read 1 Timothy 4, 1. Yeah. Now, they, as part of their holy books, they do have the Bible, but it is important to understand it's a less holy book than yeah. the Book of Mormon, than the Doctrines and Covenants, and the Pearl of Great Price. Those yeah, are, they all go on top of that. Yeah, those are higher holy books to them. But they do still believe the Bible is true, and they'll say as long as it has been uh, correctly uh, in, uh, translated. Yeah, only in the King James. Yeah, in the yeah. King James. But but even there, they, they there's discrepancies because they say it's been corrupted after the time of the yeah, apostles. Yeah, that too. Uh, but however, I've never, I've never, in talking with a Mormon and bringing up the Bible, have had them say, well, that— it's probably corrupted. They try to dialogue with it, and they accept it, at least in my experience, as if it's true. And yeah, so absolutely. I like to bring up 1 Timothy 4.1, which says, uh, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some should depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And the question I ask them mm-hmm. after I have them read that, yeah. I say, how do you know what you're feeling <laughs> is not a seducing spirit who's leading you to believe a lie. Yeah, I even, uh, like, uh, just a short story is I even took that once. Mm -hmm. uh, I took that seriously. I I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, if they're telling me that this is the way that you can know for sure that the Book of Mormon's true, Mm -hmm. then why not give it a shot? And so I even, I actually ended up doing that while we were in Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm -hmm. I 
I went in, uh, to myself and I just read that passage again that they told you to read, Moroni 10.4. Mm-hmm. And I quickly, I just read it and I said, I prayed to, to the Lord. I said, look, Lord, uh, I know that there's a lot of issues with uh, doctrine, but um, if what they're telling me is true, just show me. And mm-hmm. then uh, I actually found the opposite. I felt that the Holy Spirit was showing me that there was too much conviction towards the the differences in doctrine mm-hmm. and that it just didn't line up at all and yeah. then that that even revealed to, was revealed to me even more just in my experience through praying to them so now when i return to the lds missionaries and i tell them hey i did pray this and god actually kind of revealed to me that i shouldn't believe in the book of mormon <laughs> yeah then 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 what do they say and then well they don't have anything matter, they'll say well you're wrong yeah. something didn't work right and and they'll they might go back to where moroni yeah. 10.4 says you didn't really do it with a sincere heart yeah exactly and but but then how do you uh gauge whether whether you have a sincere heart exactly exactly and, and that's the problem when the highest way they know their religion is true is from an internal feeling that's subjective on every person yeah you just have yeah. Tremendous problems with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why I do like showing him this First Timothy four one verse because it says that in latter times, and it's interesting because you can translate that latter days. Yeah, latter day saints. Yeah, which is really interesting. <laughs> um, Some will depart from the faith and give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Yeah. And so I asked him, how do you know that that the feeling you've got? Because I'm not saying you don't have a feeling. You might. Oh yeah, absolutely. But how do you know the feelings the Holy Spirit and it's not a seducing spirit? And what they'll say is, well, look at, we do really nice work. We have nice family. I just know it's right because it makes me feel. Yeah, and they'll say the fruit they produce is yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, and we're, we're, we're very kind. And, but, but the feeling it gives me is, is good and kind, and it wants me to do right. Yeah. And, and so you go, okay, but, but you just have to ask them one more question. You say, well, if it's a seducing spirit, mm-hmm. that means it's trying to trick you, right? Yeah, of course. And so if it's a seducing spirit, it's not going to make you feel bad and weird because then you're not going to believe it. Yeah, it's of going course. To it's not, that's you. not what seduction is. Yeah. No, it's going to trick you by making you think it's good and holy and make you yeah, do nice yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so at that point, when I've been on conversations with them, they don't have something to say. Um, yeah. and, and I like to tell them, look, it seems like I'm not saying you didn't have a feeling. I'm not saying other people haven't had feelings, but we need something more than just our feelings in order to know what's actually true. We yeah, need better. Absolutely. We need additional evidence. I'm not saying the feelings invalid. Yeah. But we need additional evidence to know if it's true. And then ask yeah. them, you know, have you ever been wrong before? Have you, have your feelings ever been wrong before? And every one of them will say, well, of course. Like, I felt that I should do things that I know I shouldn't do. Yeah, absolutely. And so then how do you know that you're believing in what's right with this really <laughs> important thing if you if your feelings yeah. have proven to be untrustworthy before? Absolutely. And you you can apply that to everything. Yeah. Like, even in Christianity, like, if you uh, – you shouldn't – base your belief just on because you feel that Christianity is true you should know that it's true yes and 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 how do you know it well there's there's evidence there's growing in your faith there's understanding how God yeah. made the world what scripture says worldview right does it align yeah, with absolutely. how life actually is um, but every time you bring up evidence against Mormonism mm-hmm. your Mormon missionary friends are going to go back to I know it's true because of a feeling I had yeah. And that, that's what happened to me at lunch today. I've been meeting with this one guy, um, Bo, for, man, probably 10 or 12 times. Yeah, yeah. He's been to my house multiple times. And um, 
I've, I've gone through these arguments with him, and, and today we are talking about some issues, and I presented the gospel, the real gospel again, and I try not to use Christian language because the terms yeah, get yeah. all muddled, you know. That's right. Christianese terms, but um, he, he looked at me with sincerity in his eyes, and he said, Robbie, look, I'm telling you, I know this is true mm. because the Holy Spirit has confirmed it to me. And he touched his chest, you know. He's yeah, confirmed yeah. it to me. I know it's true, and I know I'm following the real God, and I know that he's going to bless me because of it. And it all stems back to the feeling, the testimony he's got uh, uh, confirmed to him, as Moroni 10.4 says. Yeah, absolutely. But I know, Tyler, um, I know one guy specifically who who's an ex-Mormon, who came to to believe in the real Jesus because of this First Timothy oh, yeah, four one yeah. verse? It somebody told it to him, and he thought about it, and thought about it, and thought about it. And it, <laughs> if you do ponder it, you say, "How do I know it's not a seducing spirit? I need I need evidence outside of my feeling yeah. to know if it's a seducing spirit." So where do I go? Well, you, you go to Scripture. You go and look at the gospel that Paul taught. You go and look at um, other other factors of who Jesus is. Um, it can't just be about this confirmation of an internal feeling you get. And so the problem, one of the main problems with Mormonism is that their highest epistemology, right, their highest way of knowing that they're they're following the true religion is based on a feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think anybody should base something so important as your eternal life just on a feeling. Yeah. I think I think I, I think it's the Holy anything. Spirit's spoken to my heart. And I think you've had experiences oh, with yeah, the Holy Spirit. But but that isn't the only evidence we have no, it shouldn't for be. Christianity. Yeah. yeah, and it just gets it gets a little dangerous if it is. You need objective um evidences, things outside of your experience. Yeah, that absolutely. also are pointing to this truth. And that's where the LDS church just, they fail. There's so many problems with it, but they'll revert back to, well, I felt yeah. it, so it's true. And so uh, what are some ways, too, that you think that, uh, um, just for the people who are listening, how uh, they can take this and they can apply it as far as uh, outreach and mm-hmm. like talking to Mormons and dialoguing? Well, I think one of the things that we all are, are called to do is give a defense for our faith, right? Yeah. When anybody asks with gentleness and respect, right? First Peter three fifteen, that's what it says. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what apologetics is. It's giving a defense of the faith, and it's it's a it's the words it, apologia for defense. It means like a courtroom defense, like a well thought out idea, a presentation to to state your case, to make yeah. your case well. Um, and gentle, do it gently and respectfully. Yeah, gentleness and respect. And I think that one of the things, I, I mean, I know I've done this in the past, so I'm ashamed to say it, but, you know, a, a Mormon or a Jehovah's Witness uh, comes and knocks on your door, and you see who it is, and you don't open the door. Yeah, yeah. You know? And as Christians, I mean, that's that's we're not prepared most of the time. The reason we don't open the door mm-hmm. is because... We don't feel um, ready or we're nervous. Yeah, we either don't yeah. love them enough to tell them the truth or we're that, afraid of them. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly true. Either way, we're not ready to give a defense. And so yeah. there's not neither is an excuse, you know. Even if you got to run out or just open the door, hey, I really would like to talk to you. Can you guys come back this day? Yeah. And get their get their number and, then, and you can you can communicate with them later. And I want to know, would you even go as far as to say that uh that, that would be a commandment too that we're supposed to be ready to make a defense? I think so. Yeah. Like yeah, he doesn't say 
if you have time in your schedule and there's nothing good on Netflix, yeah. maybe get a defense ready. He says, always be ready. Yeah, not if you're uncomfortable. No, yeah. no, none of those things are excuses, and yet that's how we live a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, and, I do it too. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's sad, but I view it as like. There's these people coming to my door. I mean, how much easier is God making it? Yeah. They come to my door wanting to talk about religious things. Yeah. I need to be ready to take advantage of that for yeah, truth, absolutely. right? And so um, if if you're a listener out there and you're not ready, get ready. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, it sounds a little harsh, but like you don't feel ready? Okay, get ready. Yeah, go do absolutely. something. Um, and another thing you can do is is kind of get equipped. Even with this argument we shared today, I mean, you can talk a lot through that. Ask questions. Go to First Timothy four one. Yeah. But but um, you don't have to wait until they randomly show up at your door. No. Yeah. You can you can go on mormon.org and you can sign up for a home visit. Yeah, and even if you're not ready, uh, I was going to say too, they they go over it and they'll teach you their doctrine. Yeah, so you can you can just ask them to meet with lessons, and it's no obligation or anything. But you, um, I did this, and you can just sit down. They'll share a little about what they believe, and you can take that, study it, and compare it to scripture, and then just ask questions. And, yeah, and you don't have to be yeah. prepared to know everything they're going to say or every argument, yeah. but start a conversation and and build a relationship with them. And it, yeah, and then and then start studying these issues. I mean, there's really great stuff on str.org. You can go on standareason.org yeah, yeah. and, and type in Mormonism. You can go to to uh, our site. There's stuff on Mormonism on there. I teach a class on it. Notes are up online. If you go to dscchurch.com mm-hmm. and go to the apologetics tab under ministries, there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. And you can get equipped and get ready to to make a defense and do it in a gentle and respectful way. Yeah, and just uh, always remember, too, uh, if you ever fall back and you feel like you're unprepared, uh, just one fallback to always keep in mind is that you can just always just ask questions because mm-hmm. ultimately when you don't know if you ask questions and you get to an answer it will always be the truth because the truth always wins in that essence of as long as you're comparing it with scripture mm-hmm. and you follow along with the word of god he will guide you through that yeah he will guide you yeah. through it um again you, you need to get prepared well yes as well, of, course, but of course yeah asking questions so you can give your time to think yeah but uh, or just yeah, to clarify absolutely. what they believe instead of accusing them of what they think yes of ask course. them what they think ask them to articulate it um and you'll find that you're building a, a good relationship and and we yes. should actually care about the mormons yeah, like, absolutely. Jesus really does care about them. He loves them. They're a, a, an unreached people group with the true gospel, and um, they're it, here here in the, in Arizona, right, and in yeah, Utah and huge. Idaho. Yeah. They're they're just all over. And so, um, knowing our culture, knowing mm-hmm. that there's Mormons all over the place, we we should be prepared to to study it and to understand. Absolutely. One other r- really great ministry, uh, just to make people aware of, is um, uh, MRM. Dot org, uh, Mormonism Research Ministries up in Utah. Uh, my friends Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson, they have written like multiple books on this. Oh, yeah. Like, Mormonism 101, Answering Mormons' Questions. Um, they have a, a weekly radio show up there, tons of online articles. And if you go to Mormon Ministries, uh, Mormon Research Ministry, um, you will just get so many different tactics for sharing your faith. And actually, Eric Johnson from, from MRM, 
he uh, is is uh, the general editor along with Sean McDowell for a book that's coming out. Uh, I think oh, in a wow. couple months, and it's oh, that's it's, cool. Yeah, he was telling me it's just this huge, comprehensive book on uh, methods for sharing your faith with Mormons. Oh, and nice. they've got I didn't contributions. Know that. Yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. great. It's not out yet, but it's coming out, and it's got contributions <laughs> from a whole bunch of different. Um, um, theologians and pastors and apologists who interact with Mormons on a regular basis. So I definitely uh, recommend looking out for that. The name of that book is Sharing the Good News with Mormons, Practical Strategies for Getting the Conversation Started. Again, it's edited by Eric Johnson and Sean McDowell. Uh, You can look for that coming out on June 5th. Well, it's been fun talking, Tyler. Yeah, this has been great. Always important to to talk about truth and how we can reach our world with truth. So thanks for listening today. We hope that you can go out and make a difference for the Lord. Um, Always being ready to give a defense for the hope that you have. Absolutely. Doing so with gentleness and respect. Be ready. (laughs) You have been listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast ministry of Desert Springs Community Church in Goodyear, Arizona. For more information, visit our website at dscchurch.com.